Well, good morning, friends, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Kelly S., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater and bulimic in Oklahoma. So today is Thursday, October 3rd. Today we're reading from the big book, and we are on page 58. We're on the fourth paragraph there that says, remember that we deal with alcohol, and we will be reading and commenting on that one paragraph. So our 12 steps, um, our readers today, 12 steps will be Anita B, 12 traditions, Esther F, and the readers of the text, Barbara P, Naomi B, Lauren N, and our newcomer greeter is Jason K, and our second hour host will be Nadia B. So the reference numbers for Wednesday, October 2nd, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, is, is 13467, 13467. And the 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 13469, 13469. So our OA preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose OA's fifth tradition states, quote, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers, end quote. At A Vision for You, Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. So I will now have Anita B. read the 12 steps. Good morning, Anita. Good morning. Thanks for letting me do service today. Uh, The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, Continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice this principles in all our affairs. I pass. Well, thank you, Anita B., And next, we will have Esther F. read our 12 traditions. Good morning, Esther. 
Good morning. This is Esther F., a recovered compulsive overeater from Cleveland, Ohio. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, for each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Less problems on money, property, and prestige diverters from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion in outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and film. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service. I pass. Thank you, Esther F. So, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. I'll say time if you go over. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no absence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. So to share, you're gonna press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then you press star one to mute your phone again. So in order to have a quiet meeting, Everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. So today, we resume our study of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're on page 58. We're in the fourth paragraph that says, remember that we deal with alcohol. And it's going to be reading and commenting on that one paragraph. So we are welcoming Miss Barbara P. to read our uh, paragraph this morning. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning. This is Barbara P. from Atlanta, a recovered compulsive overeater. So remember that we deal with alcohol, cunning, baffling, powerful. Without help, it is too much for us. But there is one who has all power. That one is God. May you find him now. Exclamation point. Um, a couple of things in here really stood out to me this morning. And one, this is such a great summary of steps one and two, and almost uh, just, you know, I feel like with that exclama- exclamation point, they're begging me almost to move to step three to make a decision. But first, they really, re, re I think, kind of um, go back over step one, that 
we are dealing with with food here and this is one place where I'll use food in place of alcohol because the reality is you know food just seems so innocent and you know we feed it to our children it's it's just food but if it's just food why don't I just stop um I really if I could have I would have it's baffling to me. Most people eat and then they get satisfied. You know, I eat and I get dissatisfied. Um, most people eat and they get full. I, I get hungrier as I eat. It's really, I just am bodily and mentally different. And it's, it was always baffling to me until I started to understand, yeah, I'm bodily and mentally different when it comes to food. So it really then moves me on and it, it confirms without help, it's too much for me. But there is one who has all power and that one is God. And this was a real sticking point for me because I I didn't understand that. I didn't know how, I, I didn't believe in God. So I didn't know how I was ever going to do this part of the program. In fact, I was pretty sure I wasn't going to be able to do it. Um, but the interesting part is that I had to just really know that I needed help. I always skip that sentence. Without help, it is too much for us. That help is God. But for me, that started with I needed a guide. And that guide showed me how to work the steps. The steps really introduced me to a God of my understanding, a God that I could believe in, did believe in, always knew existed. And then it's just that, that, that again, that invitation that you find him now. Like, so how am I going to do that now? You know, keep think, I keep thinking I was at a place where I didn't believe in God, and they're telling me, so may you find him now. Well, all it is for me is may you make that decision. Barb, are you going to make the decision to jump in the pool? And that really was it. Are you going to try and do these steps? So, uh, and I never really noticed until this morning this exclamation point. So I just want to say, I don't know how many of them there are in the big book, but it just really seems they were emphatic. Jump in the pool. Join us. We'll show you. And that's really what did happen for me. The steps introduced me to that God of my own understanding. I didn't have to know anything more at this point other than make a decision to jump in the pool. So with that, I've passed. Thanks for letting me share. Well, thank you so much, Barbara. Perfect timing. Okay, so... Um, if you're just joining us, we, uh, we, well, Barbara just read uh, the fourth paragraph, page 58. Remember that we deal with alcohol. If you've not shared in the last couple of days, let's give somebody else, new voices, a chance. And if you'd like to share on this paragraph, give me your first name and first initial of your last. Tina S. I didn't get any of that. Tina S. I got Tina S. That's all I got. Nancy T. Nancy, either P or T. I can't tell. Margot P. You guys are going to have to come in one at a time. Margot P. Margot P. Donna G. Donna G. Kathy G. Sandy S. All right, Sandy S. Let's stop there. So here's my first lineup. Um, Tina S. And it's either Nancy T or P. Couldn't tell, but you'll know who you are. Margot P. Donna G. Kathy G. And then Sandy S. 
So if everybody will make sure you're muted by pressing star one, we'll get started first with Tina S. Followed by Nancy. Good morning, Tina. Good morning, Kelly. Thanks so much for your service. Tina S. Recovered Compulsive Eater, Anorexic in Florida. Wow, what a great paragraph, you know, what a great paragraph to read this morning. And and thanks so much for the share. It was fabulous. You know, I sometimes forget, remember that we deal with alcohol on a daily basis. You know, I am a compulsive eater to the core every day, one day at a time. And what am I doing about it? How am I arresting this disease? And then it just gives me all the answers right there. First, it tells me that it's cunning, baffling, and powerful, more so than me. And for so long, for in so many ways, I had tried to to outrun this deal, failed utterly, you know, insufficient, my own power, insufficient, you know, and it talks on in page, I think it's 67, that now we're on a different basis, you know, we're on the basis of trusting and relying on God, you know, and it tells me without, without help, it's too much for me, and that, I had proven that over and over and over and over for a long, very long period of my life. And then it, then it gives me the solution. But there is one who has all power. That one is God. May you find him now, right here in the presence, right here in myself. And, you know, and I love that it was shared. You know, I, I had a sponsor who took me through the steps, and that's where it's at, you know, the spiritual awakening. And, and it talks about that. You know, that's how I find a power greater than myself, which will solve my problem, you know, because lack of power is my dilemma from page 45 of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And I'm so grateful to be on the line and I can't wait to hear what everyone has to share. And I'll pass, thanks. Wow, okay, well thank you so much, Tina. And next up is Nancy T, followed by Margo P. Good morning, Nancy. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for everybody that's on the line. I'm not doing this alone today. And that is good news for this composable reader. Um, the first word in this paragraph is remember. So that tells me that they know we're going to forget. It, you know, this disease is telling us what are we going to forget? We're going to forget that alcohol is cunning, baffling, and powerful. And that means to me, it's very subtle. It can sneak in. Um, if I drop the ball even a little bit, you know, I have to do the work in order to, once I get the spiritual experience, I still have to continue to do the work to maintain it. And what is it I'm maintaining? That imperative conscious contact with God every single day. I have to bring him into the equation constantly um, because it tells me without help, it's too much. I like to personalize it. It's too much for me. And I wrote in the margin there, I have to have God's help. I cannot do this alone. I've tried it for over and over and over again through relapse after relapse after relapse and i get the same result every single time because it just told us that half measures availed us nothing so meaning nothing oh i guess that's coming up maybe anyway yeah it's coming up sorry jumped ahead to tomorrow but um i have to be fully engaged with my higher power it's a team it's a team effort it says there's one who has all power that means there's only one um, and that one is capitalized. And when it talks about God in the big book, we know that it's talking about our higher power. So however you define that higher power, um, it just uses God generically. We get to define who that power is for us. But there's only one. Um, and that one has all power. That means that I can trust this higher power, who I call God, with everything, not just my food, not just alcohol, not just 
um, the problems, the good and the bad. You know, he's going to be there through all. He has all power. And then it tells us that one is God or higher power. May you find him now. And remember, we just read four pages back how and where to find this power. We search diligently deep down within ourselves. That's what it told us on page 55 um, when we were in We Agnostics. So the big book tells us where to find it, tells us how to find it, um, and gives us the steps one at a time and the instructions for those steps very clearly in clear language on how to go about it. I cannot get the freedom from the mental obsession which will lead me every single time to that first bite if I don't have a spiritual experience and stay connected to that higher power. Thank you so much for allowing me to share. Thank you so much, Nancy T. Uh, next up, we have Margot P. followed by Donna G. Good morning, Margot. Good morning, everyone. My name is Margot P. I'm a composer over Eater, Florida. I'm just grateful that I got on this call early, early. I usually don't get on this call early, early and step up to say my name, the first couple of group. Um, and I'm learning more about this, how it works. And I am grateful that I have a sponsor and I'm grateful that I have the tools. And as I was walking my dog, and it's like, wow, God is everywhere, you know. I, I, I thought I could do this program by myself. And I did it with all the diet ways and pills and everything else. And that's knowing that I am a compulsive overeater and I'm a food addict, you know. And I thought that the this book was only for alcohol people, not for a compulsive overeater. And I'm learning more about it as I relate to it and hearing everyone to share. And so for me, it took me a while to understand that there's a God and for me to ask for help because I had to let that ego go and to surrender and listen and be willing. And so, and I thought I was normal. <laughs> and I watched people eat and I eat and I never be satisfied and I still want more food and I was over, overweight. With this food obsession has so controlled my mind. And, and when I heard about um, how delicate, you know, that this is a simple program as long as I want to do it. But was I ready to do it? No, not at that time because I was a yo-yo in and out of the program. And today, I am willing to listen more and do my work, do the steps, and listen. Because I is listening to everybody's experience and strength and hope. And this is a powerful disease. Without help, I cannot do it. It's with you fellows are in this call to continue. And for me, and for newcomers, hang in there because I thought I was going to give up. And I didn't believe, so I'm just grateful, and I'll please. Well, thank you so much, Margo P. Uh, next up, we have Donna G., followed by Kathy G. Good morning, Donna. Good morning. This is Donna G. Uh, from Pennsylvania, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Um, I just felt really led to share um, this morning. I have been grappling a little with some fears around economic insecurity. I want to thank everybody who reached out to me. And, um, you know, in usual fashion, when I do the work, God speaks to me. God's my higher power, and he speaks to me. And um, what happened was I woke up this morning, and I remembered. I had a memory, and this is sort of the way God speaks to me a lot. I had a memory that I hadn't thought about in a long time, and it was – about a young 
very young adult male who, in our community, who had put up some signs that he was willing to help with um, basic car repair type things, and I had need of a, a basic car repair. So I reached out. Um, he came very gentlemanly, very, um, like, he just stood out as someone who was a very nice young man, gentleman. I have um, daughters around his age. I asked if they knew who he was because I was so impressed, and they did know who he was. About a year later, this gentleman died of a uh, heroin overdose. And um, obviously when he died, I thought back to um, that situation and, and whether or not, you know, he was doing that sort of work. I mean, it's not for me to know, uh, you know, but whether he was doing that sort of work to um, get money for his drugs or whatever definitely made me think differently, you know, not necessarily that all um, – drug addicts are, you know, crime-seeking, you know, but, but anyhow, that I think the memory came back to me this morning because what came back to me is how many times I worked a second job, worked a third job, thinking it was absolutely necessary. I had to do this. Donna G., we can't hear you. Or one. Did I lose you? Yes, ma'am, we lost you. Just I'm at sorry. the end there. Oh, should okay, should I go on or should I just stop? No, you can go ahead and finish. Okay. So um anyhow, what I was saying is that um it made me realize that there were so many times in my life that I took second and third jobs, you know, justifying saying, I need the money, I need the money, but really what I was saying to myself is, I need a little extra in my life. I just can't have the basics. And what that extra usually equated to was food, going out to eat. Um, yeah. So I, I just, how am I any different? You know, and it is cunning. It's baffling. And um, I guess the, you know, may you find him now. I just, that's my wish for all the newcomers. I mean, it took me getting diabetes to get into um, the rooms, and I, my prayer for you is that it wouldn't take that. Um, may you find him now. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Donna G. And after Kathy G, we will be having a special announcement, so get ready for that. So, Kathy G, you're up. Thanks so much. Thanks for your service, and good morning, everyone. It's Kathy G, uh, Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Illinois. And uh, such a great paragraph and it makes me think that, yes, I was powerless because the food was so cunning, baffling, and powerful that it overshadowed any sense of power that I thought I had or that I did have with my will in any way. And it talks about going from powerlessness into a new power source, which is definitely not me. They're like but there is one who has all power, and that one is God. Let's get clear about that. It's not you. Um, and may you find him now. I love how Barb said, um, you know, look at that exclamation point. And I think that exclamation point is there. You know, maybe if I would have seen that uh, decades ago, I wouldn't have had to go through um, maybe the decades of negotiating with this illness, trying to find power within myself that just wasn't there. 
So this is really about surrender to me. Uh, This weekend I went out of town and this thought came to me that I have to step out of the we, um, I have to step into the we because it's not about me. It's all about him. It's all about him because he's the one who's going to give us the grace and the power. We admit our powerlessness. We have to ask him to come in and help restore me to sanity so that I can make a decision to turn my will and my life over to his care. And the one thing that I know that I know that I know, I tell my girls, there's a lot that I don't know about God, but I know that he's faithful. I can look in my rearview mirror with each passing year and I can see his faithfulness yet and yet again. So my prayer for all of us is that we would find him today and not waste any more minutes negotiating with things that we know are going to hurt us. So thanks so much. Um, Have a great day, everyone. I pass. Well, thank you so much, Kathy G. And now we will have a special uh, announcement by Miss Ginger C. Good morning, Ginger. Good morning, everyone. Here we go. Yes. Yes, come together, everyone, and be free from this food nightmare. I know you know me, the real compulsive overeater, as I know you. I had no idea I would stop eating in Virginia Beach, and you may have that very same experience in Newark, New Jersey, but you'll never know if you don't go. So join 800 others in the power of the big book, November 15th through the 17th at the Marriott Hotel and Convention Center, located conveniently at Newark, New Jersey, Liberty International Airport. The deadline is coming fast. October 24th is your last day to sign up, so don't delay. Register today at www.avisionforyou, that's the number four, dot info. Thank you so much. Kelly star one, please. Kelly S star one to unmute. Oh, good God. Sorry. Okay. Well, um, here I am again. So next up we'll have Sandy S and then we will be opening it up for uh, more shares. Good morning, Sandy. Hi, good morning, Kelly. Thanks for your service. I like that line. May you find him now with the exclamation point. That's really a struggle for me to really believe in a higher power and I think I've had an incredible recovery for many years and what's really important what's foundational for me in my recovery is honesty to be as honest as I can be and I'm one of those with grave emotional and mental disorders which I have definitely sought God's help with throughout my life. And last night, I just got such a shocking lab report. I mean, that's all I can say. God has given me this incredible lab and a holistic psychiatrist that I've worked with for over a year. 
And the neurotransmitter, this might be a little technical, that creates agitation um, within me, it happens to be dopamine, has increased in the year that I've been taking all these supplements that are supposed to help it. And then on top of that, I just found I have an infectious bacterial infection, which I have no idea why that's increasing either. And I'm really scared. And the good news is, how may I find God in the midst of this? Well, I did two 10 steps last night, one at one in the morning with somebody from the United Kingdom and one at 11 o'clock with someone from California. And in each moment when I am totally terrified, which I am, because uh, this bacterial infection killed my mother recently, so now I have it. Um, but I don't have to be panicked. I can match calamity with serenity. And I already have a plan, and I already have ideas. And God, you know, when I ask God to remove the fear and direct my attention to what he'd have me be, several things come up. One is resourceful. You know, God wants me to be resourceful. And God wants me to be trusting, to let go of this problem and to really trust just like God has fulfilled so many things in my life, abstinence, recovery, a loving husband, an incredible retirement, so many things. I just need to take step six and seven on this, be entirely ready to have God remove this fear and humbly ask him to remove it. If I could, I would. I can't. And with that, I pass Thank you so much, Sandy S. Okay, so if you're just now joining us, um, we are in the big book, of course, page 58, fourth paragraph. Remember that we deal with alcohol. And reading, uh, we read and we're commenting on just that one paragraph. If you haven't shared in the last couple days and would like to, give me your first name and first initial of your last. Julie R. Julie R. Loretta H. Chuck. Chuck K. Loretta. Katie P. I didn't get anybody. Katie Teresa P. Katie something. That's Katie Teresa P. Wait a minute. You guys are all at the same time. I'm sorry. I got Julie, Chuck, and Loretta. That's it. Katie T. T. Got you, Katie. Teresa P. Devora S. Somebody P. Teresa P. All right. Gosh. Well, let's just stop there. That's six of us. Some days everybody's just on top of each other, you know? Okay. So I got Julie R., Chuck K., Loretta A., I think, Katie T., Devora S., Teresa P. All right, guys, make sure you're muted, pressing star one. We'll get started with Julie R., followed by Chuck K. Good morning, Julie. Hey, thank you, Kelly. This is Julie R. Recovered Compulsive Overeater. And I want to talk about that same sentence, may you find him now, exclamation point. You know, because if I don't find my creator now, that means I am totally into self-will, driven by, uh, what is it, a hundred forms of it. And that means that my life is just centered around what's in it for me, not how can I be of service. And, you know, may you find him now. I just turned 60, and it's interesting. I've been in the workforce since I was 18, and I am just now learning to take a lunch break. 
you know, may you find him now. Um, I haven't been on the line. I was in relapse about, um, I don't know, four months ago, and I'm not then. But uh, it's like because I was doing all of these things and I was in control, I and I wasn't finding God. And it's because my God took a back burner. And it's like, where am I today? I take a lunch break, and I, I do a daily writing assignment out of the big book. And that's what I do at lunchtime. Because I can't lose sight of that the number one thing in my life without exception is my relationship with my creator. And you could be, you know, I was abstinent for over four years. And then I started living in the bedevilments. And when I live in the bedevilments, God is not number one. Julie is number one. You know, uh, trying to be perfect at work and all of those things. And it's, I find it so interesting that I am winding down my career and I'll be retired next year, that I'm I'm taking I'm starting to take a lunch break. <laughs> just cracks me up. It's because God is more important than me doing another thirty minute task. So yeah, you know, I mean, it's just like my life is so full today. It's so full because I am not running the show. And it's because my creator is running the show. And I, you know, thank God, thank God when I was in a relapse, I didn't gain my 165 pounds back. Thank God I was in only relapse for seven months, because um, that could have been horrific. But it's like, finding, you know, find God now, now, not later, because, you know, later may never come. And with that, I passed. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you so much, Julie R. So next up, Chuck K., followed by Loretta A. Good morning, Chuck. Good morning. Can you hear me? It's Chuck K. from Georgia. Yes, I can. Hey, everyone. So I was just thinking about the choices we make in life and how I remember my life when, when I let my character defects run it. And, you know, I think I have a good life and I think everything is going well, but it's not my best life. And only God can see my best life. And the only way I can live that is by allowing God to help direct me daily, sometimes moment by moment. And I think that's what that's what this paragraph is trying to get us to see. You know, this is a cunning and baffling disease. I have been so dishonest. I have allowed the character defects rule my life to such an extent. I can even be thinking I'm doing the right thing, and I'm not. And I can't even see it. And, but when I turn my will and I just say, God, you have it, you let me know what you want me to do, and I'm just going to sit here and ride along with you, life is so much better. God takes care of things so much better than I can. God sees stuff. It's like being a parent. We see stuff that the kids can't see. God sees the same thing. He sees that Chuck perfectly created to complete his purpose. I don't see that. And if I allow myself to run my life, I'll never get there with it. And I remember being in program and relapsing and all of that stuff, and I remember being so afraid. Well, why can't I find it? Why can't I find it? Why is it so hard? Why has it got to be so difficult? And I kind of laugh about it now because really all it was is I just didn't want to do what I was being instructed to do. And for me, I was afraid to do it. I didn't want to do a bunch of the crap they're asking me to do. 
you know, I, I just didn't want to do it. I thought I was doing okay. And maybe I was, maybe I wasn't. But the point of it is there was something better. There was a life far better than anything I could even imagine. And all I had to do was take it one day at a time, listen to people with what they were saying, and just do what they said regardless of whether I believed it or not. And then wake up the next day and do the same thing. And so I hope that's helped, and thank you for letting me share. Thank you so much, Chuck Kay. Next up we have Loretta, I think it's A, followed by Katie T. Good morning, Loretta. Kelly, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hi, everyone. This is Loretta H. from uh, North Carolina. And I am definitely a compulsive overeater, anorexic grace with God's absence for today. And the um, may you find him now. That is such a relief for me, especially in this program, especially because it took me a long time to get here. And that was my problem was I didn't have something bigger than me to direct my life. Um, And I'm going to share this only because it's an important part of my recovery. But last night was my sister's 41st AA birthday. And I also stopped drinking on that day. But when she came home from her first AA meeting, I was passed out on the couch because I had binged on all the food in my cabinets. And so anyway, I have also been without alcohol, not sober, but without alcohol for 41 years. But I did not have a recovery because I did not have a God. And only in 2001, when I was willing to surrender to something bigger than myself, did I actually have something and ask for help something to help me with the problems in my life because um, I only thought I had a food problem and realized that not only the honesty about step one, I have a life problem and a living problem. And until I did that, surrendered, and came to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity, and as everybody says, it's a decision. But then I had to do some work. And the work was the 12 steps. He actually, my higher power, allowed me to be willing to give somebody my food. But in order for me to find what was really within me, I had to work the steps. And then I got the awakening. And with God's grace, I'm so happy today because I have 18 years of a really pretty good life. I've had some issues, but... Everything I do today, I turn it over to my higher power. You know, God guides, God provides. And I am reading the big book. I read it from cover to cover. And this morning it talked about um, Bosnick with the Liberty Magazine and how he wrote an article on alcoholics and God. And that's what this program is all about. And there were 800 people that came calling after he wrote that article. So for today, I'm going to call on God, too. And blessings and thank you, everybody, for your healing, healing messages. Have a blessed day. I pass. Well, perfect timing. Thank you so much, Loretta H. 
Next up, Katie T. followed by Devorah S. Good morning, Katie. Is there Katie T? Press star one. Well, maybe I didn't hear that right. So we'll just skip on down to Devorah. This is Katie T. Is it too late? No, go for it, Katie. Okay. Uh, happy to be here this morning, uh, recovered uh, compulsive overeater in um, Greenville, South Carolina. I uh, just want to comment on this paragraph because it says, remember that we deal with alcohol, cunning, baffling, powerful. And it just hits me real strongly that, you know, alcohol and food are not the enemy. They don't have any power of any kind. It's, it's, uh, it's all inside. Uh, my addiction is inside of me. Um, and it's based, I think, in my potential to lie to myself about uh, that is the baffling, cunning, and powerful. It's myself, uh, the disease in me. And uh, I look at the last paragraph that we read before this, and the, it ends the result with nil until we let go, absolutely. And I just wanted to uh, share that that gives me the image of somebody in the in total dark holding on desperately to a weak root sticking out from the top of a cliff. And I, this program reminds me that if I let go completely, I'll discover a ledge immediately below me and a set of stairs leading up to the cliff top. You know, it's, it's the fear of letting go of what we know and what we have that stops us here. Not the alcohol, not the food, but the addiction itself and, and not knowing what it will be like to not have that to rely on. But if we let go, you know, and really recognize uh, whether you let go or not, you never were in control because you've got very little power, just the illusion of power. That by fussing over things and worrying about things and manipulating, um, I think I'm going to be able to control the world around me. Uh, and in desperation, I try to do that because I feel uh, so little control myself when I'm in the addiction. Um, but we're talking about aiming towards God who has all power. And amazingly for me, it really was, you know, letting go of my way, you know, my assumptions, my expectations, my beliefs uh, that give me, gave me any hope of finding the power that released me from the disease. And so at this point, for me, it is not about the food anymore. I mean, you know, the food is mentioned in one step, that we are powerless over food. And the rest of the steps tell us uh, how to get out of that. So I want to just share this morning real quickly something that happened with me yesterday. Since it's not the food anymore, it's, it's my self-honesty, it's my behavior, it's my character defects. I was driving along to this sort of Y intersection, and the person who was supposed to stop... Um, kept coming forward as I was driving, and I would have hit her if if, uh, I hadn't stopped. But for just an instant, I kept carrying my vehicle on towards hers um, to scare her a little because she had broken the rule. And afterwards, I thought, wow, I need to be more concerned about her safety than my right. Time. And um, that kind of turnaround is the kind of thing God has given to me, and it means more, uh, you know, more to me actually than uh, lots of food. So thank you very much. Thank you so much, Katie T. So next up we have Devorah S. followed by Teresa P. Good morning, Devorah. 
Hey, good morning, and thank you so much, Kelly, and everyone on this line that makes this meeting possible. My name is Devara S., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from New Jersey. Remember, we deal with alcohol, food, cunning, baffling, powerful. You know, it's so funny. When I was eating, I never described food as cunning, baffling, or powerful. I knew it was just something I couldn't stop eating. I wanted more. It was delicious. It filled me where I with things that I've that gave me something that I was didn't know what I was looking for, but it just filled me up. But it also blocked me from God. So when it says, you know, you know, without help it is too much for us. There's one God who has all power. May you find Him now. God was there in me all the time, but I was blocking Him with this powerful, cunning, baffling, powerful food. Um, and um, I needed to put that down so I could access that power. Um, and that's, that's all powerful. God's power is all powerful. And it's so baffling to me um, because, you know, he's really doing something that I can never do for myself. And, you know, because, you know, I wanted to stop eating. I always, you know, but I just didn't know how. I didn't, I didn't understand this whole thing until I came here and read the doctor's opinion and learned from you what this disease was all about, how, you know, a mental, the mental obsession and the physical allergy, um, and it made, it just clicked, and then I saw, wow, yeah, this is how I can describe food today. It's cunning, baffling, and powerful, and it takes me away. It robs me from developing that relationship with an all-powerful God, um, and I'm just so grateful to be restored to somewhat of some kind of sanity today that I'm not using food as my God, that I have a higher power who I can turn to and, um, and rely on, um, because food can't give me what God can, um, and, I, and I misused it all these years um, where I developed, you know, I got very, very sick from the food, you know, climbing up to 280 pounds and diabetes and high blood pressure and, you know, just, just really being sick around the food and not knowing what to do with it. Um, but there is a solution here today in these pages and in finding God and, um, and what a miracle that is. So, you know, I need to, you know, yes, I need to remember because it's so easy for me to forget. And that's why each day when I wake up in the morning, I get reacquainted, reunited with my higher power and take these steps again and surrender my life and my will over to him um, and throughout the day you know, through my 10 steps, through just whatever it takes, you know, you hear everyone, you know, talk about different things. How do they, you know, how do they realign themselves up with God? And, you know, that's what I do each day. It's not just something I do in the morning and at night. Each day, every, every, very often, I need to recommit myself to God and his will. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Devorah S. So next up is Teresa P., and we'll have time for one or two more shares after that. Go ahead, Teresa. Hi, this is Teresa P. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and uh, I'm just uh, grateful for this opportunity because uh, it talks about this passage as may you find him now. And, you know, and I thought I always had God. Um, I grew up in religion, you know, and lots of religious training and lots of work in the church. And and so I thought, well, you know, I, I've got God, but, you know, I wasn't happy with my God. And I was uh, fearful and, uh, you know, and I had begged him for freedom from the food obsession. 
And it didn't happen. And so I thought, well, man, I can't trust that God. And, uh, but I couldn't tell that to anybody because how could I go to church where I'd been and say, well, you know, I can't trust God, you know? And because I just, I couldn't tell anybody anything, but I really just couldn't say that. And one of the really beautiful things about program is that when I got, got the program, I could finally start admitting that. Uh, but it was really when I got into vision that I got an even more profound uh, view of, the, of, of God and the, the, the cunning, baffling part of this disease, which you, know, you think like, okay, I've, I've done this, I hear it all these years, and I should have it, you know? But it's only a daily reprieve. You know, I have to keep coming back. And I get to keep coming back. I need to work the steps daily. You know, it's it's the daily 10, 11, and 12, and which is just the embodiment of all the steps anyway, so that I can see what is already there that I couldn't see for over 45 years of my life. And so for today, I'm grateful for this opportunity to be at this meeting where I can see the the beauty and the treasure and the value of simple words like, may you find them now and and realize that God is inside me, has always been there, is handing me these beautiful gifts. And what I get to do is just get to say, yes, I will be done. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you so much, Teresa P. So we have time for a couple more shares. Who hasn't shared in the last couple? Sandra of S. Lisa Jen A. B. Sandra S. Sandra S. Ginger C. I actually heard Sandra S. and Jen, so Jen A. All right, so we're going to go with those two, so if you guys can pre press star one. Go ahead, Sandra, you're up. Good morning. This is Sandra S. from Oklahoma. I am so grateful to all of you who have given service. And thank you. This 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 paragraph is so so powerful for me as I gear up to get ready in my heart and my mind and soul for the holidays and the food and the parties. I am holding God's hand. I know He's holding me, but I'm holding His, gripping it like a little girl who's someplace that she doesn't know where she is. I have not reached neutrality. I will be six months abstinence. On the ninth of this month, which is also my birthday, but I wanted to say that food, baffling, cunning as it is, because it is not considered illegal in our society. It's actually a substance that we need to live, and how it just sneaks up on you, and how it's just around and just there like a slithering snake. It's just so unbelievable how all of a sudden. All of a sudden, you're doing well, and bam, there it is. Uh, something emotional happens, or someone comes to your door, your neighbor, with a piece of birthday cake to help them celebrate. God, I need thee every minute, every second, every hour to do this program and to be accomplished and to be healthy as he wants me to be and to realize that for me to eat healthy is self-respect. I thank God for his power. He's all-powerful, not my mama, not my daddy, not my brother, not my sponsor, but God himself. 
and I am so grateful for the higher power. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And with that, I pass. Well, thank you so much, Sandra S. Next up, Jen A., you're up. Three minutes. Good morning, Kelly. Thanks for your service this morning. This is Jen A., Recovered Compulsive Overeater Anorexic and Bulimic from Colorado. Um, So I have to start off with the previous paragraph because we're going slow here. Um, But it says to me, um, Jennifer, you've tried to hold on to your old ideas, and the result was nil. So are you going to let go? Absolutely. Because the 12 steps that you're about to read in the next couple of days are not going to work unless you totally let go of your old ideas and your old thinking and your old ways. And then it tells us today, right? It says, oh, look, but there is one. There is a capital O-N-E. And guess what? It's not me. It's not you, Jennifer Marie, right? So I have to find something else. What else has that power? It tells me right here, that one is God. May I find him now. This is my prayer. God, reveal yourself to me today. It's a critical choice I have to make. I can't, God can. That's right where I'm at. And you know what? I know he can. He gives me hope. That's a promise. He promises me that if I lay down my old ideas and my old ideas and my old ways, and I take these steps one step at a time, and I'm honest, and I'm open, and I'm willing. He will guide me and direct me. It's beautiful. I know that because I've done these 12 steps over and over and over again. One, two, and three, over and over and over again. God, reveal yourself to me every single time. I want to put the food down. He helped me put the food down. God, help me with my son who's knee-deep in drugs. He got me through it. God, Help me to find a man that I can be in a relationship with that I don't have to have a codependent relationship with. I'm in that today. God continues to blow me out of the freaking water, right? But I had to put it all down. I had to put down the M-E and pick up the O-N-E, and that's God. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Jen A. And I don't know if Kathy K can hear me, but we still have a minute. And I heard your voice if you are, are able to get on. Thanks so much. This is Kathy K in Boston. Uh, how much time did you say? How about a minute? Let's do okay. two minutes. Go with it. Go. So I, um, I love this paragraph, and I love all the shares I've heard today because I've traveled a very long distance from – being an agnostic with no willingness to consider an alternative um, to becoming one who really, really seeks God on a daily basis. And um, it is true, it is so true that I had to become willing to give up all my old ideas, and that was not easy. And it's still not easy. There are times when old ideas get triggered. But because I take the time every day to do my spiritual disciplines, I get to look at what old ideas am I holding on to today, and I get to ask my higher power to help me let them go so I can live in his presence. And this is nothing short of a miracle, the transformation that I've experienced. And I'm so grateful. And thank you all. I pass. 
Well, that wasn't even two minutes. Good job. So that with that, we will wrap up our meeting. Great shares, everybody. Thanks for being here. Let's see. Uh, okay. So for thank you to everyone who shared. Uh, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. So the share ID for our meeting today, Thursday, October 3rd, I believe it's October, 13475. One, is that right? One, three, four, seven, five. Um, oh no, four, okay. One, three, four, seven, five. That's what I said. One, three, four, seven, five. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Challenged. So we will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Naomi B. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Hi, Kelly. Can you hear me? I can. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you for your service. Good morning, guys, family. My, my name is Naomi B., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater outside Philadelphia. Our book is meant to be suggested only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. His answers, the answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit transmit something you haven't got see to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others this is a great fact for us abandon yourself to god as you understand god admit your faults to him and to your fellows clear away the wreckage of your past give freely of what you find and join us we shall be with you in the fellowship of the spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. <laughs>